Hello, everybody, and welcome to Crunch Time, where high schoolers talk about sports. Our big news today is Ezekiel Elliott's contract extension. The details of Zeke's contract extension are six years, 90 million, 50 of which is guaranteed. This keeps him signed with the Cowboys until 2026. What are, uh, Rodrigo or anyone, do you have any opinions on this? Yes. One, is this a, in terms of money, and the, if you just look solely at the contract, this is very smart from the Cowboys, because in six years, he's not going to be even in the top five, or maybe even top ten of highest paid running backs, the because last someone one. else is going to eclipse him. You can argue against that. Blasphemy. Plus, in six years, is probably when his prime is going to be over. So, basically, you won't have to re-sign him for more money unless he proves that he can sustain his workload for a long period of time. But now they don't have enough money to sign Dak Prescott, which I think means that the Cowboys will not sign Dak Prescott this year. They will see how he does and, if necessary, put the franchise tag. They're going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I I think the Cowboys just... Yeah, with Zeke and Dak, they are, they're really just going to win too many games and, so that they can't get a good draft pick. It's a good time. And so they, they either need to trade for a quarterback or, I don't know. Or they could just turn another fourth rounder into a quarterback <laughs> and then nice. say he's good. Say he's good. Say he's good. You know, say I'll have good. you know, in his first season, Mr. Rain, Dakota Prescott, when it Brought the Cowboys to a 13-3 record. Did you know that? While well, I mean, being a game manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By handing off the ball. I can go in and play quarterback for the Cowboys and just hand off the ball. All right. You guys need to expect great things. I, I'm calling it now. Great things from the Cowboys offense under Kellen Moore. New offensive coordinator. No more running when, when the defense expects you to pass, try and catch him off guard, or passing when the defense expects you to run. Yeah, because everyone expects him to run because Dak can't pass. Exactly. You're right. We should expect great things from Kellen Moore because no one's ever seen his offense before. You know why no one's seen his offense before? Because he's not good enough to where he hasn't been an offensive coordinator before. All right. So, no, the Cowboys, they'll probably be around the playoff zone, but the Eagles are the better team. Also, I mean, in twenty twenty six, I don't, I don't even know Ezekiel Elliott will be even able to play. I mean, he's a power running back. He's probably just gonna be like legally dead by this. Yeah, but if he, he isn't, you still. Got him okay up in July million. though, so he can take more. He can. And look at how often the Cowboys are running the ball, and it's not like he's just going untouched. Okay, he still gets tackled every time. Not when he runs but you can't sign Amari. You, you still need to sign Amari, Byron Jones, and Dak Prescott with $20 million. So, like, Dude, Jerry Jones will just they're going all the in side. this year. They'll just slide him some stacks on the side. Doesn't have to be on record. Doesn't have to be on record. You know? Yeah, the Cowboys can only yeah. cheat. That's, That's really how the Cowboys this do it. This is coming from the Seahawks fan, my bad. When have the Seahawks <laughs> ever cheated? They cheated. When they have but they can't win. Which, by the way, we can segue to the. No, it's not stopping. Oh, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. Okay, never mind, never mind. We're going to just cut this part. Anyways, what Anyways. I was trying to say, not that the Seahawks are cheating, it's just that they're not winning. 
<laughs> Maybe well, if they were to start cheating, they would first start of winning. All, they made the playoffs just putting it out there. Second whoa, whoa. We just got Jadavion Clowney. And now, special things are going to come from the Seahawks. They got knocked out of the playoffs by a fourth-round quarterback. Now you get Jadavion. You get Jadavion He's done so much for the Texans. Yes, he's one of the top. Blown three games for us last year. We would have had 12 wins last year if we didn't have Jadavion. Okay, but, okay, but today he's now committed. He's in a 4-3 oh, defense. Oh. Now he's committed just because he's on a new team. Why yes. wasn't he committed on the last team? Because he didn't like the Texans. Because they're Wait, the Texans. Wait, how do you know he likes the Seahawks? Because he said so. He also asked to go to he Seattle. Said he said it to the media. Well, wait, he said he liked his team? Well, no. wait, NFL players saying they didn't like their team? Like, that just happens all the time. Uh, Cough, cough, Antonio Brown. Okay, but Jadavion Clowney brings up a good point about the Texans' trades. In the past four days, the Texans have sent out Jadavion Clowney, Martinez Rankin, um, a 2020 first-round pick, a 2021 first-round pick, a 2021 second-round pick, and a 2026-round pick. They have received Carlos Hyde, Barcavius Mingo, Laramie Tunzel, Kenny Stills, a 2023rd-round pick, and a 2024th-round pick. Now, on these Texans' trades, do you think they got fleeced? Do you think it's not as bad as the media is making it seem? What are, what are the opinions here? Well, Finesse. I think it's not as bad Finesse. as the media makes it seem. Absolutely. Because taking advantage of. we got Laramie Tunsil, one of the best young linemen in the game. If not the best. Uh, uh, really, really, how many Pro Bowls does he have? Like two. Zero. Okay, zero. it doesn't matter. He's a stud. Zero. He's good. Zero Pro Bowls okay. don't they don't matter because he Pro, plays for Miami. Yeah, Small don't market. Don't okay, so Miami. obviously true. Pro Bowls you can't really use them as yeah. drafts most of the time because like half of it, or a third of it's like fan votes, so they just kind of yeah. But could you remind yeah. me what did they pay for said Laramie Tunsil? Okay, they also got Kenny necessary? Stills, Ooh, Kenny a Stills. very good wide receiver. Oh, I think you're avoiding the question. What did they yeah, pay? what did they pay, Jim? Uh, what, what? Two first rounders and a second rounder. Oh, that's it. Oh. Two first rounders and a Yeah, but we're going to so be giving Larry up like 30-second round, 30 seconds. So Larry so. is worth more than Khalil Mack. Okay. Well, Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack was way undervalued. Players. That's not true. One, yes, Khalil Mack was. was undervalued. Two, the price of the market is going up. It doesn't matter. You don't pay two first round picks and a second round pick. Also, In the last offseason, I think three... We don't um, have to pay Three different so, payment so records have been broken. you realize how much leverage he's going to have? He can go up to the Texans. He'll be like, make me the highest paid left tackle in the league. And the Texans will be like, why? Well, you just gave up two first round picks in a second. Are you just going to let me go for that? So they have to pay him. Yeah, but Larry Tunsil's a cool dude. He's not, you know, some oh, jerk yeah, like cool Jadavion Clowney. Remember what happened in the draft? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a cool dude. Whatever. Also, his they Instagram was hacked. Absolutely taken advantage of. Bamboozled. Please, you can use do in both trades. They should have See, this is the why you can tell good organizations from average organizations. The Such Seattle the Seahawks, Seahawks suck. In before the draft, they realized okay. We're not going to pay Frank Clark. So what did they do? When his value was at his highest, they traded him for a first and a second round pick. They then signed Ezekiel Ansah and drafted LJ Collier. And then you go and you trade for Jadavion for a third round pick. So you basically replaced one player, except now you got a first 
and a second round pick and assigned a top pass rusher. So now they pretty much are the ultimate winners of this past weekend yeah, because now our front seven is completely Yeah, stacked. but they can just pass. Who can just pass? Any other team that's okay, in the so, playoffs. So you're going to pass? Okay, well, how's this? Shaquille like? Griffin and Trey Flowers are Whoa. very quality players. Oh, Trey very Flowers. Uh, what scheme do the Seattle Seahawks use on four defense? 4-3. Uh, coverage? Coverage? I don't know. Who cares about coverage? Is it zone or man? It's zone. Okay, so you either have two safeties in coverage, yeah. which I... I'm not sure I heard Bradley McDougal, very quality safety. Bradley how many pro, uh, Back to Pro, pro, yeah, pro Bowls. Yeah. How, how many, many Pro Bowls does uh, Bradley McDougal have? I don't know, but you know that Bobby Wagner is a 99 overall on Madden. Well, Best linebacker in the league. You, still I, have you know, the 99 overalls do Jared not matter. Jaron Reed, once he comes back from his suspension. Ezekiel Ansah, who has like three double-digit sack seasons in his career. You still have K.J. Wright. And you have very young defense, and you still have a top five quarterback in this league, Russell Wilson. With no one to pass to, uh, no O line. Top five. He's old. He's not old. Okay, and the Seahawks' number one receiver is Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is very good. Tyler Lockett is a wide receiver, too, at best. That is very much true. Dwayne Brown was a second team All Pro last year. Oh my god. And that's all I say. He's like, how old is he? He's 40? Doesn't matter. Our O line uh, is, is, is. Rodrigo, is how many people do an O line? Does an O line have on it? Five. We have Justin. You Brown, have very quality. Center, one good player. Dwayne Brown, incredible left tackle, and no I'm one sure, else. Well, no. Who are the other three? Who are the other three? DJ or do stuff. I'm not sure if we still have DJ. Exactly. Freeburg, Precisely. But I think we, Jermaine Fetty, You know he's growing. No, what? Jermaine Fetty is actually bad. He's actually also, hot garbage. It doesn't matter. The point is, our defense is stacked. Russell Wilson has been known to do great things with average O lines. Like throwing the ball on the one yard line for an interception His in the O-line Super Bowl? was actually good then. Now, moving away from football and into the end of the baseball regular season. Justin Verlander threw his third career no-hitter yesterday. Which brings up the topic of the Astros and how they place in the top tier of teams, which has um, been decided this year as the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Astros. They're on a hot race to see who has the best record on the year um, and for a lot of other st- st- statistical categories. About uh, Verlander's no-hitter against the Blue Jays, I think it's just amazing like how the Astros, a game where their bats were just pretty much non-existent for the first like seven innings and they've got like... You mean eight innings? Well, they got a double in the eighth, I think, but he just got stranded on third. But um, I think it was Bregman. Anyway, no, Bregman yeah. doubled in the ninth and tore oh, out home. Ninth. Okay. Well, somebody got on base in the eighth, I remember. I think. I think someone did. But anyway, so yeah, how their bats were just pretty silent all game, and then their pitcher just throws throws a no hitter. Like that's pretty amazing. Oh, that's how the Astros have won this year through pitching and solid hitting. Yeah. Not Andrew great just hitting. Putting up fifteen just home runs amazing. in a game. I don't know if Yan- Yankees. Solid. I mean, we have. Probably the best lineup in baseball. Maybe. Oh yeah. However, the Yankees have the Yankees and the Dodgers have been winning just as many games, but in dramatic fashions: walk-offs, lots of home runs. I mean, right now we have. What? What? 
if you oh. look at the depth of the lineup, I mean, you think top to bottom, we have, uh, we start with Springer, we have probably around five MVP candidates. Obviously, that's who they won it. Uh, uh, we have Springer, who early, especially early in the season before he got hurt, was right up there. Uh, kind of Correa, but um, A. Briggs. Uh, and of course, Alvarez Jordan is basically an MVP. If you and at, Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. Stats, and, and if you look at um, uh, Michael Brantley, Uncle Mike is, uh, you know, he's second in batting average. So, I mean, our lineup is one of the deepest in baseball, not just this year, but in baseball history. I think uh, our rotations are really, really solid. Obviously, we have Cole and Verlander. I think Greggy's such a big name, but I think mm. we still need to see him pitch better. Yeah, you could have pitched for Yeah, So you think the Astros are the best team out of that tier? Yeah, um, yeah I think so. Because I think the problem is when you look at the Yankees, their pitching is not good enough. You know, but they're winning games without their ace. Right they're winning now. games, but yeah, but games against the, the Orioles. Season, and especially the division's pretty weak. But winning games. No, the against the A's. Is different than winning games in the postseason. The, the A's are also not that good. Yeah, the A's will make the, the playoffs this year. No, they won't. The A's are in the wild card spot right now. The A's will make the playoffs this year. No, no way the A's will make the playoffs this year. Okay, that's that's true. How many games are in the wild card? Do you know? Uh, the A's. Um, I think they hold a wild. I think they hold the first wild card position. I don't think that's a valid question. That's always where the A's. The A's can never really do better than that. Does. Just it never. It's like the A's were a bigger market team with the same management. They would be really good. Okay, out of the Phillies, the Mets, the Cubs, the Nationals, who do you think is going to hold those the two wild card positions in the NL? Our I don't know what the standings are currently. Well, yeah. actually, uh, Oakland and Cleveland are tied for the second wild card. Yeah, the Cubs have a good team. Especially with just, like, Cubs still have a lot of their pieces coming back. And they have, yeah, they have that postseason experience. They know what it takes to at least push it to the postseason. They still have a lot of that, like Chris Ryan, Rizzo. Okay, other teams uh, to mention, the Diamondbacks and the Mets are also very much in that race. I don't think the Mets are going to make it. I don't think Milwaukee's going to make it. That's surprising, though. I think, I think Chicago will win the Central, though. I think Milwaukee was the underperformer of the year. I think yeah. they should have been a lot. I mean, Milwaukee, oh, I mean, yeah. coming off Christian Yelich's MVP season, I mean, they're just, they, they just underperformed. Can't pitch. Lineup around him is not not great in the back end. Yeah. But they, I mean, coming off last year's postseason, I mean, but they lost Wade Miley, right? So. Yeah, but, I mean. Not, to the Astros, like, which fortifies their rotation. Their lineup is pretty solid. They're close to Pittsburgh, Colorado, and Miami, the basement teams of the NL, and runs allowed. Do you want anything on that? Yeah. Colorado was a big disappointment this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean you would have expected them to maybe make the second wild card this year, and they're second to last in the NL. I mean, the NL is just. It's so tight, except for the Miami Marlins, but we don't talk about them. Yeah. They are not worthy. They're of not a about. professional baseball team. They're semi-pro. Yeah, that would be a that would be a fun game to see the uh, Astros AAA team versus the Miami Marlins. I would pay good. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. Signing off for now and saying goodbye, I'm Jack Ringgold.